Okay, listen up. Because I'm only saying this one fucking time. He's only saying it once, so Big Jim, pay, pay attention, okay? <laughs> That's why we got replay. Yeah. <laughs> Keep in mind, I'm really digging the whole beard <laughs> Afro ginger look. I don't know where his shirt is, but I'm really, really in, enjoying it. Hi guys, welcome back to the Bulldogs with Big Jim podcast. Guess what, motherfucker? Some of the information you are about to hear, some may find disturbing. I don't know who gave them this or who gave them the clearance. On the crotch. Oh my lord. Right there. Can we Google that? Yeah, that's what I thought. And then I oh. fucking stumbled down a dark hole and I love it. Great cake parties. So, you know, if I'm going to believe anybody's bullshit, I'm going to believe mine. It sounds... Uh, not politically correct, but you two motherfuckers need Jesus. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, and boners. All, all the uh, big boners out, out there. That's welcome, you. Welcome back to the Botox with Big Jim podcast. Uh, we are your hostesses with the mostesses. Uh, that kind of sounds awkward, doesn't it? Kind of sounds kind of feminist. 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 <laughs> we are your hosts with the most. I am Bo, of course, with me. God, Jesus Christ. Start over. Joined with me. Start I can't over. even start. No. You I'm both. That's, that's Big Jim. I'm not. Yeah. It's, it's, let's just leave. I'm, that's it. I'm Big Boner. He's Baby Boner. I'm big. <laughs> Stop saying that, dude. That sounds so bad. <laughs> Hey, we need the audience. Pedophiles. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> that sounds so bad. I can't believe like that's like a thing. I, I, I honestly, how is that a thing, dude? No, you know what else? I can't believe is a is a thing. Like when it comes to like, uh, what's it called? Uh, like fetishes. Yeah. Shit that like when people can't breathe. You know what I mean? Suffocation. Yeah. Or uh, asphyxiation. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, I can't it's fucking talk. weird. Like, like this, like, like this, right? Can't put that song on. So, for those who are just listening, there is a person in a vacuum sealed bag with a tube to breathe out of. You can see their hands, the head shoulders and arms dude that's like han solo yeah and there's there's something in there yeah there's someone in there and there's another person recording this and rubbing their chest and they're getting off on that this i guess so i mean look at how they're breathing oh good tease jim you have too much time on your hand you need a second job (laughs) (laughs) i told you I, I I told you like I said in the episode when when I'm when I'm when I'm going to the bathroom I got solid five minutes of stuff to find. You better cut that, <laughs> you better cut that shit time to half. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. Uh, so this episode is uh, is a pretty special one. Um, it's no crazy murder stories. It's no well, I guess you could say paranormal ghost. Just a story. Um, it's just a, it's just a personal story. It's a story from him and a story from. Both of us, really, uh, that we talk. Somebody we lost six years ago coming up on the anniversary date, so we thought we'd share some stories. Yeah, by the time this comes out, by the time this comes out, her anniversary will be tomorrow, Thursday. 
So Nani, we love you. We miss you. And we can't wait to see you again. Um, so no, I can wait. <laughs> I can wait. <laughs> I got a few more things to do. I can wait. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is this is going to be uh, just a, a kind of like a hangout, very close yep. personal episode. So I hope hey, everybody talk. everybody enjoys it, and I hope everyone has a wonderful uh, twenty twenty one. By the way, this is episode thirty four now for us. Episode thirty four. We've been doing this for quite quite a while now. We got a lot more. A lot more. Please be sure, like like I've always mentioned, follow us on Instagram. We have a Twitter. Go to our flow page. That's where everything is at. Uh, website will be coming soon. By the way, I'm actually working on that. So that's a that's a nice little key in, in information for you. Um. But for now, go to flow.page slash btwbj, and there you can find all of the links to YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all of that, all the good stuff. If you have any questions, just give us a shout out or give us a holler on um, on any one of the social media platforms. Uh, and I hope you – oh, hold on. Before we go, before we get start the episode – I, I literally kept free. I also was extremely drunk the last episode, but Desiree, Desiree from Epidemic Ales, the sales rep. Thank you. This is your shout out. I meant to do this a while ago and I'm so sorry. Thank you because of you, him and I were able to get those amazing beers, which still st do. Still, yeah, fucking yeah. amazing. Have to find them at a farmer's market on this side of town or go to the brewery, but <clears throat> they have they're lo usually located at a farmer's market during the weekend. Yes. So thank you, Desiree, very much for putting us together uh, with Epidemic Ales. It was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, for everyone who's listening and or watching, please go check out Epidemic Ales. I'll put the description and the link below to their website. Uh, and I'll also link Desiree's Instagram page. So again, thank you very much. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, here is episode 34 of Botox with Big Jim. Technically, there's not going to be an actual story of like murder or poltergeist or anything like that. We're just going to have, we're just, we got a couple stories to tell and I got a couple things to show you that I found interesting on the internet uh, recently. To show me or show the world? Uh, Both. Let's go with both. Preferably you, though, because that because your reaction is going to be pretty good. I already know. <laughs> okay. Well, I definitely have a story for everybody. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 try to get that story out. Shit. When was that? Like in November. I initially tried to record it. I do have it recorded on my phone, but it's too large of a transfer. And then I tried figuring it out, and so it's stored in my phone. Jim just never got it, but it's something that happened between me and his grandmother. And it's a story that I'll tell every time I get a chance. Yeah. Well, before you tell that story, um, let's do some business first part of the part of the podcast. Sure. Um, everyone listening, thank you who has who had joined us uh, for 2020. 2020 is now or this is actually the first episode of the new year. I guess so, huh? Yeah, this is the first episode <laughs> of the of the new year. We're we're about a week in, and um, it's been a pretty interesting journey so far. We're all we're, you and I are almost at one year. 
what doing the podcast yeah april a- a- april makes one year no april 24th i think 14th or the 24th um but uh it's been pretty cool i mean obviously the the growth has 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 come along with it we've it's a slow climb. I say this every time I post something on Instagram. If you guys follow us on on Instagram, I'm I'm the one that's the the uh, stage the it's not a stage coach. Who's the who's the person that sits on the stage coach? Do you know the name? A stage coach, rider, driver, cowboy. I'm the cowboy. Yeah. Yeah, of, okay. Of Instagram, <laughs> I am the I am the cowboy and boner keeper of. Uh, <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> Jesus. Pantless. I, I'm assuming you have pantless chaps on too. Uh, ass, assless chaps, sir. <laughs> assless. <laughs> well, oh, um, we we have uh, we're we're creeping up on almost 100 subscribers on on uh, YouTube. We we just passed the 300 followers on um, Instagram and how many followers do we have on Twitter? Do we have any followers yet? Nah, just a couple, just a couple. But uh, I mean, there's somebody that I want to talk about that I found on Twitter, and she's got a pretty good podcast. But I'll plug her at the end of the show. Okay, I'm yeah. out. Um, so with that being said, if you can, please, please, please leave a uh, a subscribe uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, a like. A five-star review on Apple Podcasts that also greatly helps us. We get put on podcast charts to obviously get us more recognizable through a, a bunch of other people. Leave a comment. Leave a comment, whether it's in in one of our Instagram posts or even in our YouTube posts. We'll definitely mention it. It could just be a one-word comment. It could be an emoji, one word. doesn't matter. The fact the of way, it is, all we're trying to do is just establish a ground to entertain people. Yeah, something. That's all. And come come to find out, um, I just saw that we have our first one star review. Now I don't know if it's actually published just yet, uh, but I saw it the other day. I'm gonna see if I can pull it up. A one star? Yeah, we were we were at uh, shit. What what was it? Uh, it was um. Our, our podcast reviews, it it would always say like 5.0 with however many reviews we have. And the other day I went to go look and it said 4.8. And I was like, oh shit. And I go to the to the reviews and sure enough, someone left a one-star review. Uh, yeah, 4.8. Let me see if I can get down to the reviews. So it doesn't actually show us the one-star I think someone just put one, just put a one star, Come which on. is fun. At least, but at least leave leave a uh, a, a reason for it. You know. Yeah, that's room for us to grow. Fuck. Come yeah, on, we grow can up. we can work on our on our <laughs> shit that uh, that we can become professional on. I don't know about that, but <laughs> well, we can improve. Like I said, if you can, please just give us a follow, whether it's on Instagram, Twitter. Um, there is a Facebook page, but I don't even know how that shit operates, to be honest, which is ironic because I I jumped from MySpace to Facebook and I, I took a six year hiatus of all social media and I come back and everything is different. I never signed up for Facebook. Don't do it because it's just a bunch of political shit now. 
It's it's um, quite irritating. If it wasn't and, for this, I'd get off Instagram, but but Instagram's fun. You this and TikTok. Instagram I just don't and like TikTok. Zuckerberg. Well, I mean, he kind of owns Instagram anyways. That's but, what I'm saying. I just yeah. But Instagram, TikTok are the only two things where I really get my media. And a lot of the times, that shit's fake half the time. But you know what? I get a kick out of it. So fuck off, people. It's kind of the point of this whole podcast. Just to a get little. people a kick out of it. Yeah, a little bit. But um, speaking of, of uh, TikTok, you know what's really not cool? is when people get upset right and um a lot of people especially online they post stuff and what they do is they they kind of put it out there to the to the ether so to speak you know what i mean and it kind of either does one of two things either it reflects negatively or reflects positively I don't know about this video, but this guy seems pretty upset uh, when it comes to his wife being on, on TikTok, either his wife being on TikTok or someone uh, getting upset about his wife being on TikTok. So give me one second. Oh, no. He gets upset. Okay. That's more of a chest hair, beard, afro look. <laughs> he's quite He's quite pasty also. Here we go. Yep. To you motherfuckers that are saying that we are acting. That is my fucking wife for fuck's sake. Hi guys. <laughs> he said that's my fucking wife. And in the background she goes, hi guys. I see her. <laughs> so what's he yelling about? I don't know. It's funny. Her and I been married for almost four fucking years. Showing off the ring and everything. Oh, I thought she was throwing My God. Those two are a couple. Oh. Their two years is coming up. So I suggest you all. That's just. Okay. Hold just on. keep going. I want to see Shut the what... fuck up. Grow a pair of fucking balls and listen to the fucking truth. Okay. So that last part of, of, of the video, like I said, that seems a, a, a little scary. Uh, cause, well, two things that seem pretty scary in, in this whole video. Uh, homeboy got a little upset uh, about people, I guess, saying that him and his wife aren't married. <laughs> I don't know. I just I'm, I'm more I'm more I'm, interesting to want to know why that the the dude in the background was in pajamas, kneeling down, kissing the chick in the wheelchair. Well, that was there. That they're, was kind of. They're married also, uh, according to what to what he just said. But yeah, no, seriously, same. I had the same question too because that was like odd. She, in, uh, embraced him, you know, like 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 this, and just it kind of seemed like a like a mother holding her kid kind of thing. <laughs> I don't. No. <laughs> this is the fact that they're in their pajamas, flip flops, house shoes. They probably got about three or four cats on the couch. Oh, I'm sure they have cats. Probably smoking the house. Got a pile of Mountain Dew and Coors Light cans in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and actually, Taco Bell wrapping everywhere. 
speaking of, of Coors Light, check this out. I found this other thing on, uh, you know, TikTok also. Oh, one second. So the, remember how we had on um, Mike, the uh, crime scene cleaner? Yeah. USMC. Another porterhouse. You can see yeah. there are beer bottles. As far as the eye can see, all the way to the ceiling. Cartons upon cartons of cigarettes. What the f- is so, that Mike? No, this is someone else. But uh, because Whoa. I follow his stuff, uh, crime scene cleaning on TikTok, they actually got a, a lot of people. They got 22.9 million followers. Holy shit. So for those, those who are just... cigarette cartons? Those, yeah, right here. All of these, that's cigarette cartons. So for those just listening... We're we're on a we're on you know the the truth telling app TikTok, and literally, uh, <laughs> literally there is a home that these uh, I'm assuming this was a hoarder obviously, and these people are going in to clean this house and there is how tall is a door frame normally six eight six eight six so, eight just say six the ceiling is almost eight foot so say six eight. So, so there is a, nearly to the top of the door jam of yeah. a interior door of the inside of someone's house to the height of a door. And on the camera, it goes from one wall to another. It could be 10 feet. It could be 13 feet. Yeah. So that's a lot of safe. If that dude ain't dead or people aren't dead. Oh, just wrong. wait, just wait. That's just cigarettes. And I'm going to go around and check the back now, but this is heaven. That's beer. All of this is beer, all right here. And again, for those just listening, um, there is a literal mountain of beer bottles that is now touching the ceiling on the opposite end of this room. I'll give it to him, dude. The dude had a good. I like the beer, Michelob Amber Box. They don't sell that here in California that I know of, but that was some good beer. And I think he has are those KFC chicken. This is another porterhouse. You can see there are that. beer bottles. As far as the eye can see. Insane, right? And you found this on TikTok? Oh, buddy, I can find a lot of things on TikTok. Ah, see, I can't get into that like that. I I I I mean I, I <laughs> Mom is obsessed with TikTok. I can't. I can just. I just sit here and look at her. She'll have headphones on, laughing or grossed out or something. And I'm just like, why don't you just get off of it? I can't. I can't. No, it it, it is very uh, addictive because now, from what I understand, when it comes to like everyone's attention spans, especially with these phones, it is drawing us. And keeping us for that 30, that 15, 30 or 60 second time period. That's what we, that's what we can grasp onto. That's why people nowadays, it's hard for them to actually go to school and do shit because they can't sit there for over an hour and listen to someone talk. Yeah, it's all on segment. It's like segment, seg- everything's a segment. And I agree. And these fucking people go when they go back to work. The workforce is going to suck for a long time. Unless these people truly are in a dire strait and they need to go back to work. And, you know, God forbid we still keep the world shut in. But 
everyone's addicted to this shit. It's everyone. Everyone. I mean, I I find amusement out of a lot of it. I really do. And obviously you. (laughs) Oh, I find plenty of amusement out of it. (laughs) (laughs) And here's the thing. You have a full-time job and you're a full-time parent and you're a home. I mean, you have a life. And but see, I can squeeze that in. For instance, a lot of the times when I find this shit is typically when I'm taking a shit. <laughs> That's a solid five to ten, maybe eight minutes where I can just relax, let the bowels flow and let the finger scroll. Ah, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> ah, that's good. I like that. Oh shit! By the way, uh, quick shout out, big shout out to uh, Eric, Mister uh, Eric Rubio, Eric Rubio on Instagram at Lino Seven One Four. He is the supplier of our cool hats that y'all see. It says, "I just look suspicious." That's all. We just look suspicious. That's we ain't it. real suspicious. We just look suspicious. <clears throat> and what's interesting, you can tell, you can tell that. You know, I, I like the, the hat for what the words reflect, but there's a lot of youngsters. I've been, I wore this hat to Costco shopping, basically. And a lot of the youngsters like, hey, man, I like the font and all the little details with the cross and the X's. Yeah. And uh, they're like, people. damn, I don't, I didn't find that until they pointed it out to me. I was like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, my son's buddy. I'll give him a plug. But yeah. No, uh, I got a lot of good response from wearing this hat. <clears throat> me too. Me too. Actually, the first response that I got was being pulled over by a cop. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally, literally 15 minutes after I put this hat on, I started driving to my day job, like, like, like you just said. And by the way, very, uh-huh, I'm going to flip this hat around, but I'm very lucky um, that the, that the cop didn't, really screwed me over because the day before uh i was trying to find my 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 daughter's birth certificate which surprisingly was in my car i didn't know it was in my car and it was in my glove box so i pull everything out of my glove box we start uh ciphering through all the stuff and we end up finding it well i forgot to put myself back into my car so when i got pulled over he clocked me at going 80 and I didn't have my registration. And for those who know, I just recently moved and my license has not been updated yet. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, I got a fix it ticket because my right brake light is out. And then he would have give, given me a speeding ticket, but I told him where, where I worked and that I'm literally on my way to work. And I even showed him my ID for my job. And he's like, all right, well, slow down, get that uh, brake light fixed and get out of here. So, Eric, the hat works perfect, man. I only look suspicious. <laughs> it did its job. It did its job. So, uh, for those who followed us on um, the the New Year's and end of the year special, uh, we were supposed to have you tell a story, and unfortunately, we got way too drunk and spoke way too long by the way i re-listened to that i do not know how i got through that story i was confused halfway through dude that's why i was like we can't do a three-hour show no more and drink 
<laughs> no way. I mean, I still have the cans right here. Oh Dang- no, Dankster all day. No, I mean it was fun. You got to listen to it in segments, but it's definitely something you're not going to be able to get through the whole freaking thing. It's it's but a lot. And it's I, fun. It, it was fun. I, I we always have a good time with the group, uh, Amanda and Cassidy. That's the funny part is that I was watching it on YouTube, and literally Amanda and me were like the drunkest because both of us were like looking like this by the end of the fucking show, and you and Cassidy were like, "Yeah, all right, we can keep going, guys." But we were. I was fueled. I actually I was fueled off of her. She was pumped. Amanda was there with her left eye. One eye was closing and everything. That's when I knew she was. Wasting. I was like, Wake up, Amanda. I was telling. I was in the middle of the story and I was like, "Fuck! I don't know how I can read this." I I, I think I even reread two things twice. You may have. We repeated ourselves. Yeah. So. But that was, that that was fun though. That was a really fun, was fun. episode. It was good. It was a good show. It was a good time good to see each other and still in good spirits even though everybody is just way over this shut-in and quarantine but it's necessary it is your brother tested positive and we had a whole scare we're still in technically it's quarantine till the the eighth yeah yeah so it was scary it's it's, to finally acknowledge that it's in your own home it uh, uh, there was a couple of nights I stayed awake wondering what the f- what was going to happen. It psychologically will fuck you up if you just play it over. And we're lucky. Yeah, we're we very lucky. Nobody's in the hospital. We were able to stay home, control any of the symptoms that we have, get ahead of it, do whatever. The bottom line is this shit's not a joke. It's not it, a joke, but it is kind of okay. I'm I'm not gonna get conspiracy theorists on you, but I kind of am. It don't you find it kind of odd someone like your 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 other son, who, as some of us know, and I'm gonna put his business out there, but he has a collapsed lung. One collapsed lung. Two. 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 Both his it, his fucking lungs. Okay, so something <clears throat> to breathe, to live on this earth, and he has the coronavirus, which is killing thousands upon thousands upon hundreds of thousands you know, every minute or something like that. But he comes out of it fine. Now, I'm not jinxing him or saying anything. Yeah, it's not jinx that. I mean, that's what kept me awake, knowing the fact that he does, he does have a pulmonary, a severe pulmonary issue. Um, your grandfather smokes like a train. He's 78 years old. Knock on wood. He's doing well. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's, it's just odd that so many people are dying. But from what what uh, me and my, my wife were talking uh, to, uh, we were talking the, the, the other night, and it actually was 95% of the people who have died so far from corona had other complications. Pre-existing. Not, yeah, yeah. Not, not just coronavirus. So well, I, see, we're in that category. We are in that category. Me, your brother, your little brother, you. Mm-hmm. Your mother has an immune suppression. She has no thyroid. She takes uh, thyroid replacement medication. Um, your grandfather, your grandmother, who's just recovering from breast cancer. Your other aunt, who has only one lung. So yeah, no, it's it is truly hair head scratching. But all I can say is that we're just fucking lucky that we're not in the ICU. So very, 
Yeah, because I uh, I spoke with somebody from my day job, and she she recently went back home to Montana. I think she said Montana or Wyoming, one of those two, but the real rural areas. And she said uh, she was like, yeah, people in in over here. I mean, it's it's bad. It's all it's bad because their ICUs and their hospitals are not as big as like Kaiser's over here in in yeah. California. Yeah. So they're. <clears throat> Their hospitals are packed right now with people, which makes sense. I mean, if it's not that big of a hospital. Sure. So they're not fitted for this eradication. I mean, it's too, it's too big. Mm. It's not a common flu. I don't know. I wish everybody the best. There's no reason for us to continue dealing with this shit. Now all the new strains and all the new whatever. And you got that idiot pharmacist who destroyed 50,000 vaccine bottles. What? Yeah, some dude in Wisconsin, he was a pharmacist, also a conspiracist. He destroyed 50 vials of the vaccine. 50 or 50,000? 50,000, sorry. 50,000. On purpose. What? Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. So, all right well, that's driving people crazy it's there's, it a, there's, a, there, there's somebody there's a lady that i watch on youtube and her channel name is the patriot nurse now she is kind of radical but she makes a lot of points she is an er nurse and way back before this corona got as large as it was she started throwing out some ways to help suppress it so if you get a chance the patriot nurse Check out her channel. She's got some bright. Well, you be the judge on how you want to watch her channel. So she's very opinionated. Very opinionated. Yeah, she's good. I like her channel though. She's bad. Okay. Well, um, so let's let's hear that that story um, that you were supposed to tell uh, over this this last <clears throat> episode. Um, which again, if you haven't heard it yet. Uh, or if you haven't heard our last episode yet it is available right now spotify apple google and youtube it's the end of the year special with amanda and cassidy from drinking the kool-aid podcast ladies we can't thank you enough every time you guys come on youtube come on it's a blast every single time but big jim what is your story that you were supposed to tell yeah okay i'll tell it again um the story involves somebody who obviously has been really special to a lot of people and then coming on to her six-year anniversary of her passing in January I thought it'd be fit for me to tell the story that her and I shared um so those are the name her name was Marlene which is Jim's grandmother Stacy's mom <clears throat> so we had already moved out to Arizona so it was Jim, myself, Joaquin, and Stacy. We decided to come back for the weekend. It was some extended holiday break. So we shot back to California and we stayed here in the Bay Area, visited families and friends. And the day we were leaving, we stopped off at Marlene and Tim's house, which is Jim's grandparents. So we said goodbye. And Marlene is a very, was a very, she's just, you know, stayed to herself. If you didn't mess with her, she wasn't going to mess with you. She was in her home. You could always find her. 
anybody needed anything from her, you just come knock on the door. So she basically isolated herself. She loved being alone. No big deal. She wasn't spontaneous. She wasn't on the spot type thing. Everything had to be processed and it had to go through her head to make sure that she was ready to get up and do anything. So we're getting ready to leave. Now this story, basically, the reason why I'm telling it because it has to do with instinct, intuition, supernatural, and prediction. And I'll go over those all at the end of the story. So she jumps up and says, hey, I wanna go back with you guys. Now, mind you, her mom at the time, so this was 20, 20 something years ago. So she was probably in her late 40s, early 50s. So she gets up, we're walking out the door. She said, Hold on, I want to go with you guys. Totally out of her character to say, just to jump up and get in the car, which was fine. We had the boys were small, she was a small lady. So we packed her up, got in the car, we went to Southern California for a couple of days. Now, in the process of all this, got a hotel we did some visitor stuff we went to the hollywood walk of fame sunset boulevard we went to venice beach and when we were walking down venice beach boardwalk she started saying something to the effect like hey you know quit spritzing water on me so basically her she had these tingling sensations in her face and her arms and in her neck so we, were, we thought it was kind of funny. We just thought she was making a joke of the area. We just thought she was just talking crazy. Well, now, yeah, mind you, she, keep in mind, she, she for those who don't know, she did say some, not off the wall, but some funny shit quite a few times. She always said funny. She was a very earth, earthy woman. She was a hippie. Went through the 60s. She has a lot of stories. She knew a lot of famous hippie people. She, uh, she was the iconic symbol of the 60s flower child to a T. So she was very earthy, like I said, and she loves spirituality type things. So there's, you can't get more spiritual other than Tibetan monks. Well, there's a Tibetan store on the, on the boardwalk. So we're walking up the stairs and we go into the store and she's like, hey, quit spritzing me with water. She thought we were flicking water on her wall. Well, we weren't doing any of that. So later that day, we kept walking. We thought it was still kind of funny. Maybe, maybe she, you know, I don't know if she had drinking or not, but maybe. So we went and had lunch, had some drinks, went to the room. We stayed a night at the hotel. You just thought she was drunk and thinking, or needed thinking a drink. Was- I don't know what it was. <laughs> Didn't know what it was. I mean, we used to drink a lot. She loved tequila. You know that. Yeah. And uh, she loved smoking her marijuana. So. <laughs> The next day we wake up, we shoot to Arizona. So that day, we all get unpacked, unloaded. I got ready to go to work. So the following day, Stacy calls me. Your mom calls me. She said, hey, my mom's not feeling too good. I was like, oh, you know, maybe it's just she just has to acclimate to the heat. Because mind you, we're coming from California to Arizona, and it's freaking hot. Yeah, this is during the summer, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Um, probably late spring, early summer. So we get home, I get home and we go swimming. And mind you, Joaquin, my 24-year-old son, he was two at the time. So he was jumping in my arms in the pool and your Manani didn't know how to swim. So you guys were teaching her how to swim. And then we were talking about the sun and the moon and all this other crazy talk like usual. And, she, and then it came to the conversation about dying. So Stacy's always been freaked out about anything morbid, anybody passing, 
So she said, Stacy, you know, I'm not going to die unless all my moons and stars are lined up, meaning that in, there's moons and stars lined up in sequential order or in <laughs> parallel order. Well, we, I, we just happened to look up. We're all in the pool and Arizona sky is clear any time of the day. And there's three planets that are lined up. So three stars, one, two, three. And we looked at the stars and we looked at her. We're in the pool and we're like, holy shit, that's not a prediction. I don't know what was. Right. So we kind of left it alone. The next day, you guys go swimming with uh, Danny, Christine, and the girls. You guys go to the lake. Yeah, that, that's so, those are just friends from Arizona. Right, from Arizona. So again, she didn't know how to swim. So she stayed off the shore. And you guys were in the water. Mind you, it's a man-made lake in Arizona. So it's not, there's no waves. There's no splash. There's no undercurrent. There's nothing. It's stagnant water. So she's up there on the shore saying, hey, guys, quit fucking wetting me. Quit fucking wetting So the whole time she's thinking that she was getting wet. Yeah. Nobody was around her. And, and I actually remember this day very well because <clears throat> I was in the water. And for those who did, this was actually over at Lake Pleasant. Yes. To, uh, yes. For who, for those who don't know, now Lake Pleasant, it's not a regular beach where it is whether it's sand or dirt that leads into this rock, rock like hard <laughs> ass, sharp it's ass rocks. Right. So in order for us to even get remotely close to splashing her, we would literally have to fling water at her, maybe twenty feet. If oh, that. easy. Yeah, you can't. There's no spritzing shit, and it's hot. You can't just yeah fling some water. It'll yeah. disappear brown and dry. <laughs> yeah. So just want to put that into context. <laughs> yeah. So you guys are there for the day. I come home from work and getting ready to barbecue. And your mom's like, hey, you know, mom, you don't look too good. And, it, and I have to agree. I walk in the house and she's laying down and she's fucking pouring down sweat. So for me, I'm trying to calm your mom down. I'm like, hey, babe, just let her relax. She's sweating. It's too damn hot. She's not used to it yet. So your mom's thinking, no, 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 there's something wrong with my mom. I said, okay, if you want to take her in, go ahead. I'll be here cooking. Not a problem. Stacy and your grandmother get in the car, go to Thunderbird Samaritan Hospital, which is just down the road. They get out of the car. Boom. Your nanny passes out. Your grandmother passes out. Your mom scoops her up. She basically lost all of her body, bowels, bowel movement, urinal extraction. She basically released she died your mom picked her up kicked in the door at the hospital they grabbed your nani from your mother she they got her on the they put the paddles on her revived her slapped her on the gurney took her back into the hospital boom she coded again they brought her back to life long story with that is she had a quadruple bypass let me pause you yeah let me pause you real quick because I, I remember this also based from what mom told me and not only did she die, but they didn't put the paddles on her first. That was second. That was the second time. The first time, a doctor who was just passing by, and he was, he was a physician checking, if I'm not mistaken, checking on his other patients, noticed that she had fallen out. And Correct. he ran over and gave her CPR by punching her in, in the chest with <laughs> you know, a hammer fist. Uh, maybe. You're probably yeah. right. You're yeah, probably that's what right. mom said. My, okay. He, so for those who, who watch a UFC or Bellator or whatever kind of MMA fight, a hammer fist is when you hit the butt of your palm from a closed fist onto someone's chest. And that what that 
hit he made such an impact that it jumpstarted her heart for the for a first time before she coded a second time to where they had to put those uh defibrillator pads on so they brought her back he brought her resuscitated her they took her in did a quadruple bypass boom she was alive saved her she smoked a lot her growing up her whole the whole time so <clears throat> she survived we get out of the hospital she stays with us for a few months to recuperate and one of the biggest things for a heart patient is to move you have to circulate your blood and circulating blood basically expands and contracts your heart to to basically move blood through your body from head to toe so i took her for a walk we went to a, a library that was in Glendale, Arizona. Now, mind you, this library was built on an orange orchard, and on the back of it was a historical monument, kind of like an old homestead farm, and it was a park. Well, it's so huge that they had these peacocks, believe it or not, that used to live, migrate onto this. You remember the peacocks? Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I didn't> really- <laughs> So I take her to the library, we're in the car, so I get out, we're walking around, and the street back then, it was 59th Avenue and Northern is where we lived. So Northern was a street that went north and south, and these streets were five lanes wide. So it was a wide street. Mind you, the speeding limit on the street was 45. So you can drive almost 55 miles an hour on the street. And... Phoenix is part of Phoenix into Glendale, Peoria. It's flat, a lot of flat land. There's nothing, there's no hills yet. So we're walking and she, I get out, get her out of the car. We're walking past the entry of the library. It's a brand new glass frame library. She loved it. She wanted to go for a walk. And then she just focused on this memorial that was outside by the street. Now, to get to there from where we were at, we'd have to walk down the grassy knoll. No big deal. It was nice. There was no mud. She wasn't going to slip. It had a little decline. It flattened out, and we walked to the curb, maybe distance from the door to the curb, 30 yards, very close. So we get over there, and as we're getting there, we're sitting down, and she just happened to start a conversation with this older gentleman. Now, the tree was a memorial dedicated to the soldiers from Pearl Harbor who died in the USS Arizona. So every leaf on the tree was a soldier's name that died either in the, in the bombing or of the bombing. So we just happened to walk up on this older guy. He was a big old, he was a gentleman in a cane, in a walker. He wasn't moving very fast, just like Marlene wasn't. So... We decided to sit ne- sit down next to him on one of the benches, and he's on the bench just diagonal from us. So him and Marlene started talking, and as the conversation progressed, he started talking about how he had what's called survivor's remorse or survivor's guilt. See, he was stationed on that ship the day of the bombing, Pearl Harbor. And it just happened to be that day he had some sort of leave to where he was off of the ship and on shore doing something. So we started talking to him and he started naming all the men that were all the soldiers, men and women, 
that were on the ship. So he knew a bunch of the people that were on these leaves. Now, mind you, this was a bronze tree and all the leaves were bronze and each leaf had a name. So he's looking at us and telling us like, we knew these people. So he's just talking freely and giving us backstories. So it was intriguing. I'm not gonna lie. We sat there and talked to him for a few minutes, if not 30 minutes or longer. So then she got tired. She wasn't, she was interested because I was interested in the story, but she got tired and she wanted to go. So we said, we got up, said our goodbyes, you know, we consoled him because he was upset and we, you know, we wanted to comfort him somehow, but we could only do so much. So he let us go ahead and go. And real quick for those watching, this is what the tree looks like. There it is. Yep. So again for those who are just listening uh i I was able to pull up a picture and i'll put it on instagram also there are one two three four trees that have the names of the individuals obviously because of the way the picture is taken you can't see the names of them but it is all All bronze um the leaves look like tags like yeah 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 but go ahead sorry no, no, that's fine. <clears throat> so with that picture up, if you can tell, so we're basically walking. The parking lot is basically to the right of the picture where it says Glendale Public Library. Mm-hmm. So we're walking from the bench back to that the, the direction of the Glendale Public Library. And it's not very long, as you can see. So we're walking. Now, you look at the picture, and if you look to the left side of it where the entry is, you'll see that would be the direction of where the street would be. Now, mind you, from the street to that, it's probably 20 yards, 10, 15 yards. So that's 30 feet max. This guy, mind you, did not move fast. He wasn't a walker. He was a larger gentleman, older, hunchback. <laughs> didn't move fast. We didn't move fast because she was a heart patient. So I'm walking the opposite direction. We're saying our goodbye. And she's like, wasn't that a good conversation that we had with that guy? And I said, yeah, it was actually pretty interesting and and pretty ironic that we just happened to stumble upon a guy who was supposed to be in this bombing on this ship. But he luckily, unfortunately, he wasn't. Well, I can't say that he made it, but he had survivor's remorse, survivor's guilt. So he was hurt. The fact that he couldn't have died with his fallen soldiers. The fallen which, soldier, which happens yeah. quite often for for those yeah. who who don't know, yeah. it doesn't matter what kind of thing that you're in, that happens quite often. Like for people who 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 survived um, 9/11. Columbine, nine eleven, any major catastrophe catastrophe like that, they get a, a guilt or not a guilt or yeah, they call it survivor's guilt. Yeah. So we turn around, start walking, and we probably took a few steps. And we wanted to turn around and say goodbye. So we started to walk into my car and she's like, hey, you know, I want to turn around and wave one more time. So I turned her around because mind you, she had a she just freshly out of surgery just a couple of days. But when you have open heart surgery, they give you this pillow you got to hold across your chest and you're not supposed to move back and forth or any erratic forces to, to basically your bone has to settle from when they crack you open. So I help her turn around. I have and a we story both... to tell about your your pillow, but but go ahead. So we turn around, and like I said, we only took a few steps. We probably walked ten feet. Now, mind you, this guy is was older than us, much restricted than us, and then, yeah, 
<clears throat> and then we turn around to say goodbye to him. The dude was gone. Now, if Jim has a picture of, if you're looking at the picture, you'll see 59th Avenue. So from the memorial to the street, it's a pretty good distance. It could be longer. But my point is, you see how big and how large of an area that guy it's had huge. covered. It's huge. And for someone like like how you just said, in a walker. Probably he wasn't going to make it very fast. He ain't running down, down to the no. street like that. No. And the distance that you had to cover, which I know with her, especially at that time, like you said, you had to walk super slow. So I'm assuming you probably got to right where the mouse cursor is, right about here. Probably. And turned if that. If and that's that, because that was the incline, because you can see where the parking lot is on yeah, the far yeah. left. Yeah. Okay. So for those so, listening, uh, <clears throat> or, uh, yeah, listening, the cursor of the mouse from where the, where the memorial is, is maybe an approximate distance, 15, 20 feet, maybe 30. Right. Right. And so, so I help her turn around and we both look toward the, the trees and she's like, where'd he go? And I go, what do you mean? And I looked up. And I was like, he's, what do you mean, where'd he go? So I look again, and the guy was gone, literally disappeared. Now, if you're looking at it now, you'll, Jim has a picture of the street view. So from the street to the memorial, like he said, it's probably 30 to 40 feet. And with the giving the landscape of what he's showing you, there's no way that gentleman could have gotten any further than five feet, I guarantee you. And not only that, he's not hiding behind anything. There's nothing to hide behind. You see saguaro, rant, uh, saguaro cactuses, uh, <laughs> a light pole, a small-ass tree, and then open field. And then you Mind got a me, couple those, of bushes. Those trees have thorns. They're very thorny trees. Yeah, so This gentleman is not going to walk behind those trees. And his, his big-ass ain't climbing the tree either. <laughs> no. So we turn around, and we I look at her, and I'm like, holy shit mari's gone and she instantly was like was that a ghost i was like i don't know what the fuck it was but there's no way at all on this planet that that guy could have moved any faster than we did even being assisted or even being in better health to move and disappear that quick yeah no fucking way in hell so that's the supernatural part of the story now Fast forward. Thankfully, we had a few more years with Marlene in our life, and we were able to move back after I had my heart situation go through down in 08. So we just moved down the street from our house in the town called San Lorenzo is where we live now. So we, we uh, she lived another so 15, 20, 15, 16 years. She just 16. passed six years ago. As of January seventh would be the six year anniversary. Damn it! Well, by the time this days. comes out, by the time this comes out, that'd be tomorrow. Tomorrow. So, I thought it'd be fit to tell the story. Now, here's the thing about Marlene: she was always into crystals, homeopathic, you know, alignment of the universe, and anything that had to do with uh, um, stars. Stars. Uh, what do you call that? Astrology. Astrology, yeah. Numerology. I was going to say astrophysics. Not, not, oh, no. She couldn't even say that word. <laughs> but my point is she was very much of a home homeopathic type of a person. And I'm losing the word to try to describe her. She was just very natural woman. 
Now, granted, you know, she, she, the later part of her years, she had some heart sick conditions and that's unfortunately what took her um, when she finally passed. But what I'm getting at is prior to the story, prior to the end of this story that I was talking about, she told us, Stacy, Jim, look, I'm not going to pass until my planets are aligned. Okay. So the night came, she passes on, she, she dies. She's at the hospital. We oh, say our goodbyes. Yeah. We say our goodbyes. And then we had a bunch of family members come to the house to help us get this, the, uh, you know, the insurance situated, the memorial to go. People want to say their final goodbye. So we're trying to set up some sort of, uh, what do you call that? Um, celebration of life. Mm -hmm. So Stacy goes outside and she's upset and crying. And, and then our old house, you'd have to walk through the house to get to the back door. And it's directly across from the front door. But we have a friend who, at the time, she came walking out. And I was consoling Stacy because she was upset and crying. She's like, oh, my God, look. And we're like, what? And she's like, look. And she took a picture. And there's three planets aligned. Aligned. And that's when we knew, you know, she predicted the time and how she was going to pass. So the story, her intuition was she was not going to make it the day we came to visit her in 03. If she wouldn't have came with us, she would have had a massive heart attack and died. Stacy had the instinct to realize there's something wrong with my mom. I need to get her to the hospital. Boom. She died, had a heart attack, massive coronary, corn, corn, cornucopia, whatever, coronary issues. She had a quadruple bypass. We got, we healed her. We ran into this supernatural paranormal thing. We saw a ghost, plain and simple. That gentleman came. We interacted with the full apparition. That's, but that's just insane that you were able, both were able to we see. We were able to smell his cologne. Jesus. I was able to see, I was able to see his beard line. He had a goatee like me, but with beard, sideburn, mutton chop. Not not very thick, but he was a person. He was a full body thing. He was right in front of me. Did you ever shake and, his hand or anything? Did you? Um, I think I tapped him on the shoulder. I can't remember, but I didn't want to get too close to him. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of uncomfortable. I kind of felt bad for the guy. So I was just like, didn't want it to console him too much and have him cry in my arm. So. So, you know, no, I didn't get you want to have a, a, a stranger ghost cry, cry to you. <laughs> no, not at all. So and we get home. Uh, we get her home. She lived another 15, 16 years. And sure enough, the planets align. The Earth synchronicity. Three planets were standing above me and her standing below three planets that were aligned. And that was basically, you know, we took it as that was her mom's final goodbye to me and Stacy. So, but if you believe in, you know, supernatural reincarnation, whatever you want to call it, my daughter, which uh, she she came unfortunately um, uh, about a month and twenty some odd days uh, before or after, excuse me, my she my nanny. A month and 15 days after. A month and 15 days. 
So, and what's even crazier about that is this little girl has a lot of her characteristics. She mm-hmm. loves running around barefoot. She loves doing a lot of shit that my nani did. She's very earthy kind of kid. Very funny. She says, you, you know, just mm-hmm. like everyone, she says some random funny. shit. She just that, says random shit. But that, that not that nani would, would say yeah. like, out of the yeah. blue. Like, <laughs> where did that come from? And then yeah. the, go ahead. No, I'm just go ahead. I'm listening. I'm gonna go off of what yours because I have more stuff to add about your nani also. And then like the the icing on on the cake when it comes to my daughter and my nani, which is for those who who don't know, the nani is a, Italian for grandmother, and she hated being called grandma, grandmother. Grandma. She was like, "I'm grandma. not no fucking grandma." She's smoking a joint. I'm a goddamn <laughs> nani. All right, sorry. So, anyways, my daughter was born. We're in um, post-maternity, post? Yeah, that's after, yeah. Post, post-maternity. post So she was born, we're in the room, getting ready to go in the next couple, couple of days to be discharged. Now also keep in mind, and I said this on a previous episode, the place where my grandmother died, or where my nanny died, is a place where my daughter was born. Right upstairs. Literally. Mm-hmm. Not only that, there's a test that that your newborn child has to go through. It has to do with hearing. So they just want to be able to see if they can react to whatever noise that's being made. And little headphones for, for infant mm-hmm. children. Well, the woman that came in, the nurse that, that came in, this is mind-boggling. And I, I remember this day so, so vividly that it freaks me out still. We both do. It, we all do i was going to the bathroom I, I i went to go take a piss i took a piss mm-hmm. i washed my hands i come back out and i'm holding and then i picked up my uh, daughter and as i'm holding her that's when the nurse comes in she goes hi um just to let you know i have to do this little hearing test it's for the the baby now keep now also keep in mind a lot of the times when nurses or doctors come into the to the rooms they normally introduce themselves right away she explained what she was doing first before she introduced herself so once she got all the business part out of the way, she goes, oh, sorry, I forgot to mention, my name is Mar- Mar- Marlene. And I can't even describe, one, the face that I, because I, I know when I looked at her, it scared her. Because. Yeah, it instantly got cold. It, 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 it The whole room got silent. Like. We might, we, might been, we might as well have been suspended in air, all of us, because everybody stopped. And there was about six of us, including her, in there. Yeah, even the TV seemed like it got muted. Or yeah, everything off. just fucking everything went just stopped, just like that. Yeah. And so I said, and I I remember the way I'm the way I thought it was not the way that I said it. I said, "What did you say?" But I know that when I looked at her, it was a very a like crazy look. What the <laughs> fuck did you just say? You gave her a crazy look. That's <laughs> kind of stumped her. And we she, all did. Yeah. And immediately, I mean, I don't think I've cried that hard since Nani passed. No, I, I, I have to agree. I, I solely believe, I mean, that's just me personally. I don't care how anybody, I think it, when one person dies, that makes room for another person. Oh, Nani made way for your daughter, plain and simple. That's how I take it. So that's the way it, it, it soothes me because your mom still is upset. And then, you know, <clears throat> 
we all are. I mean, there's times where I'm sure. driving, where I'm driving home from work, sure. and and <laughs> again, this is how how cool and awesome my my nani was. For those who don't know who Little Rob is, she loved <laughs> Little Rob. Okay, and Nelly, and Nelly. But there's this particular song. Um, I can't think of the song Summer now. Nights. Summer nights. Thank you. Summer nights, and you know, ever so often that song will come on on my way home from work at you know late evenings and i'll just start i mean it's an hour and 45 minute drive so i'm balling for five minutes you know <laughs> but she's very into stuff like that sorry yep. go ahead no 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 the by by apps I, I mean i know what you're trying to say but i i have to agree that you know the dead listen absolutely the I've... dead listen they know when you need them. They know when they need to be. They know when they need to make some sort of a presence to get somebody through something. And for me, uh, you know, like I said, it's we live in her house right now, and a lot of people don't understand how we do it. Well, we just have to. And I don't think she would have taken it any other way. We're here to help out her husband, which is Stacy's dad. Um, and, uh, we're living life the best way we can with, without her and everything is progressing upward and onward. And I solely believe that Marlene has a bit to do with that because we are challenged every day. We being myself, you, Joaquin, Javen, Tim, your dad, your grandpa, Stacy's challenged every day. And there's just something that gets her through. And I have to say that there's some sort of interaction, you know, supernaturally, you know, the dead will visit in your dreams. The dead will show you a sign. You just have to be really aware to acknowledge it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. uh, and playing off of what, what you just said, you're absolutely right. They, they do listen and they are there for you, mm -hmm. whether you believe it or not, whether you think it's a, uh, like how, if you listen to the last episode of Amanda and Cassidy, if you're in an alternate dimension, it's, you know, a code that's sure that's altered or whatever. Those are your ghosts. Yeah. Well, the week after Nani had died, we were, my wife and I were living in our first apartment together. My daughter wasn't even born yet. And I'm coming out of the restroom and making my way around the bed. Now keep in mind it's pitch black. It's 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 nighttime. And as I'm coming around the foot of the bed in the corner which there was a door that led to a back patio but it, it wasn't anything that like you know and keep in mind, it's like 2 in the morning. I just got to go take take a piss real, real quick. I'm walking around the foot of the bed and I hear I hear a voice to which she hears a voice also. She just hears a, a voice in the distance. I hear uh it's okay. I'm it's okay. I'm 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 behind you. Now what the crazy part is for those who don't know my my nani and like how you, how you just mentioned she's a smoker of marijuana and she was a, a cigarette smoker for many many years. Heavy smoker. Heavy smoker. To the point where she had a very raspy voice. <laughs> Very raspy voice. So it's yeah. very hard to hide something like that, that characteristic 
of yourself or someone. So when I heard it's okay, I'm behind you. And I didn't take it as maliciously. It was more of a comfort. Like it's okay. I'm, I'm here. I'm here for it. Yeah. So it just, it, they, they, they do listen, you know, they, they, they are there to help whether you believe it or not, whatever it is that you want to believe in, that's your beliefs. I, me, we personally believe in spirituals, uh, ghosts and paranormal. Absolutely. It's hard not to. No, just things happen in your life, the synchronicity of, 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 and and parallel, you know, whatever it is, we're not that smart. We just know what we go through. (sighs) We can't put a title on what it is, but I know my afterlife story is legit. I know the story I just told you is legit. The stories we tell about the stuff we experience is legit. Yeah, we're not it, wanting praise or notoriety. It's we're just doing this to tell, to entertain people, and to get people through the day. You know, that's literally. We're not making any profit off this, guys. No, no, no. This is our pastime. This is our hobby. Hell, (laughs) this is shit that we just talk on a daily basis. We talk to people who are definitely leaps and bounds better than we are. But the point of it is, we interact with these people, and we learn from them. Basic. It's as basic as that. And we get to know these people. So anyway, we're rambling now. You might want to cut the last five minutes out of that. No, nah, I'm not cutting. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that that was the story that you were going to tell. That was um, the story of my Nani. I'm not even drunk. Marlene. Nani yeah. Marlene. <laughs> um, which is cool. I, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate that, you know, we can tell her story and people can kind of get to know and she's okay i have one story about her not after she died this is it's about her marijuana so uh i'll I'll tell this but before we uh cut it this was what 2010 when we went to the woodstock anniversary (laughs) Was it was it 2010? I think. Yeah, I don't. I know what you're talking about. So, the goo ball, exactly. So, for those who don't know, Golden Gate Park is a huge place. There's many different names of it. There's Golden Gate Gate Park, which is what it's historically known as, Hippie Hill. Um, there was another one that they call it. I can't think of the name right now, but there's so many different names of it. Well, it holds a lot of concerts also festivals this one the venue venue this one in particular was the 40th anniversary of woodstock which was freaking awesome and the way that we were able to go was my my grandfather her her husband he knew and again if you listen to the previous episode uh my dad kind of explains what he uh used to do he used to own a bar and he housed many different bands um from what was it jefferson all-star or no no, no jefferson uh, starship jefferson then, starship yeah eddie uh, money eddie money uh tower of power tower of power. i mean literally uh, hot, yeah. like top tier names that you could think of in rock and roll yeah it's, now it, they are back yeah. then they were just you know they were, they were garage bands yeah they're or living room bands there were nobody danny chauncey who plays for 38 special brad gillis who plays for Night Ranger, 
you know, all these guys would come out of the Bay Area and he had the Allman he, brothers. Yeah, Greg Allman was his good friend, you know. And uh I mean when we were living here when he, Marlene first passed, Greg Allman would reach out to him numerous times. We got his messages on the damn answering machine that he sent. No way. Yeah, somewhere. There's like a thousand messages that but yeah, no, it's 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 on tape somewhere. There's I gotta hear that. So anyways, we go to this venue and because, like I said, he knows so many people, he was able to get backstage all access passes. Like we didn't pay. We literally pulled up and they were like, here's your backstage pass. Put it around your neck. Go have fun. Like it was insane. Yeah. So again, it's a hippie thing. Woodstock was all hippies and boobies were out and penises were flashing and balls were scraping against against the uh, grass that shit was wild it was wild it was wild and fun now to the goo ball this woman 100 hippie was like listen this isn't edible for those who are watching it was about the size of this microphone yeah like it was was huge. huge and what she said was listen it's made out of uh oil like coconut oil hemp oil Hemp oil. The THC, it was the, the 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 psychedelic part of the marijuana plant, which is the THC, and it's a high concentrated dose. And this is the important part. She said this ball will last you a month and a half. A, a small lady like you. Yeah. It'll a last small, a month and a half. She, My nani was tiny. She was, what, 5'2", five, 5'3"? Five, if that. If, if that. that. Tiny, 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 tiny woman. And she was like, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about that. This woman decided on the the hours that we were there to just eat this chocolate goo ball. And she was like, this is really good. And by the time we turn around, it's literally halfway gone. Like between your mom and her. Your mom took a big bite of it too. She did. She just took it. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. I, I remember she that. Took a big bite. She took a fat bite but anyway so as we're as this progress now if you've ever taken an edible it hits different than when you smoke a joint at least from what, what i've been told yeah uh <laughs> and, and so by the time we were i think we were getting ready to to uh, we were leaving we were leaving and she was like oh she started going i don't feel good i don't feel good and she just became like transparent like a ghost white and I've never in my life seen somebody fall in slow motion. <laughs> she was like, I can't move anymore. And she just literally like if all her muscles just tightened up, she just slowly fell to the floor and then went. Uh, uh. It was like the Terminator, the Terminator movie when the when the bad Terminator gets frozen from the from the uh, liquid. Oh, the, the, the liquid. Yeah. He starts taking a step and he gets shorter and shorter, <laughs> shorter and shorter. And that's what happened to her. She got shorter and shorter and shorter to where she just face planted and it went. Oh. <laughs> That part, that part was really the funniest thing, and and it it it, it was funny. And obviously, we were like, "Oh shit!" She, we were scared. 
We, <laughs> no, the sober people people were scared. <laughs> yeah, we were scared. The two stoners were fucking losing their their mind, and my mom was fucking. She was high off of her. She didn't even know what was going she on. Melted in the chair. The the van. We had the van, then she's literally just melted. Your mom's loud, obnoxious, and will, and she just talks a lot. But the first time she had this edible, she she was comatose. Yeah, she like, yeah. comatose, just like your non. We had to get the the paramedics out of the tent. They come rushing over for your grandmother. They're like, "What's the matter, man?" She's like, "Uh, I mean, she couldn't talk. She was just sweating fucking bullets. Everybody she, thought she was having a heart attack. They're like, "Well, what but, did you eat?" And she had the wrapper of the thing left. That's how come they knew. Oh man, you're just it's a THC overdose. <laughs> I remember she threw up. Ninety three. By the time she got down to the floor, she, she went yeah like that, and just a little bit of something came out. It was yeah. It was just whatever was in her stomach. Oh, man, good times. It was fun. It was, was great fun times. Very, missed very much. Very very much. Um. So before we get out of here, afterlife. I oh, me too. Before we get out of here, um, I have one question now. Um, you and I are pretty big fans of stand-up comedy. Uh, yeah. A lot of the podcasts, a lot of things that um, that I've listened to over the years is mainly from from you. To to be totally honest. So with that being said, um, have you recently seen what happened to uh, stand-up comedian and podcast co- podcaster Tom S- Tom S- Segura? No, no, no. Oh, man. I, to. I gotta show you. Sure. So, oh. this is Tom. Uh, for all intensive purposes, I'm not going to be able to play the audio of it, um, only because I could get in trouble. So what I'm going to do for those watching or for those listening, he's sitting on a workout bench, smiling, uh, real big shit eating grin on his face. Um, so I'm going to let it play. Oh, what did he break? So let me go back a few seconds. He jumps and the whole, this whole thing was, him and another comedian, Burt Kreischer, were going. Uh, they had this challenge of slam of of a slam dunk competition. T- uh, Tom is now referred to as the dunk champion after this this video. And so what it what had happened was he went up to go dunk, and as you can see, he starts to jump and immediately hits the floor. Now, if you watch, his arm lands behind him. His left arm lands behind his his back. back. His right, his left knee kind of is like tucked under underneath him, and then he kind of just flops over like a like a dead dog. Here's another angle. Boom. I don't want to see anymore, dude. So, <laughs> I don't want to see anymore. What he ended up doing, watch his arm. No. Nope. What, what he ended up doing, look at his arm. There's Bert trying to help him, and he ends up it's moving. It's backwards. It's fucking backwards. 
his arm he broke his humerus that is where your bicep is your tricep that is one of the thickest bones in your arm and he snapped it in half hell no dude that is gross i don't want to see that you can go ahead and take that (laughs) (laughs) he broke that uh over in uh that was on december 1st and they just released that that footage for uh, New Year's. But yeah, I just wanted to show you that before we we got out of here. Gee, thanks. No problem. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for it's on it's, it's on the counter. <laughs> thank you for tuning in. Uh, we we hope you enjoyed this episode. It was really just us hanging out and telling the story about yeah. uh, my grandmother. Yeah. Um. Please be sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Also, please be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave a like, leave a comment, hit the share button, and always hit that notification bell. Uh, So that way, when we post new videos, you will get notified every single time. And even if you leave a shitty review, let us know what we need to change. Something. Jesus, you fucking cocksucker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> something something so so that we can you know enjoy not is, not enjoy but it's fun for us guys and like i said fun silly slap shit stick is this is the place to live. yeah whatever <laughs> but we do we do love and we listen to a lot of very professional and very notable noticeable they have notoriety this is for this is just for fun guys so anyway, if you can leave a review, let us know what we need to improve or eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> also, with that being said, just uh, for just to let people know, uh, we have some we have one new uh, announcement before we get out of here. For those watching, you can see it and I will definitely post this on Instagram, but we are going to be having shirts coming out soon. This is going to be a thank you. Here it is, the shirt. Botox with Big Jim Podcast. We are going to have shirts coming out. Um, we, these are kind of like trial trial runs so far. We only have a, a handful made. Um, but like I said, I will be posting this on Instagram. If this is something that you all would enjoy to have, let me know. Let us know. And we will be we'll getting some more. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we will be getting some uh, more shirts out soon. But right now we're just going to be handing out a few to some of our past guests as a, an appreciation token of our appreciation. Absolutely. So don't fill out a place if you're not one of the chosen ones yet. Yet. <laughs> yet. Right. So enjoy. Anyway, Thanks. happy new year. Happy new year, everybody. Welcome to 2021. Let's hope shit doesn't get any more fucked up than it already is. It shouldn't. Love you all. Thank you. All right. We'll be out. Peace. Peace.